Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the chilly climes of Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we are going to talk about... What are we talking about, Dan? Death. Death. Your death. Not your death, specifically. <laughs> Unless you've caused the death of others. We're going to be talking about the death penalty. Death penalty. We're going to be talking Why about... Did I- I did you a total blank. That you, was a legitimate. I you just, didn't put it in the outline, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "What's coming up next?" That's okay. Uh, we'll I'm make ready it for it, nonetheless. Oh yeah, I'm ready for this oh, discussion. It's gonna be oh, great. We're ready. It was my idea, right? <laughs> so I don't know why I drew the blank. Yeah, but we'll, we'll <sighs> be talking about uh, not just the death penalty, but like uh, sort of circumstances surrounding uh, mm. death penalties mm-hmm. and so, an interesting conundrum. That's some, coming up in Ohio. Some conundra, 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 conundra? various and sundry conundra. Um, yes, I mean, a couple, I, couple surrounding one particular potential, indeed, uh, execution. So, yep. All right. Well, well, Dan. Yeah. What do you What do you have? Well, okay. So, um, I think I'm going to start. I'm going to start with uh, the Vatican. Hmm. Okay. Uh, not not the place, but rather the institution or the. I feel like the Vatican should be. We should just. There's a person named quote the Vatican, <laughs> and he doesn't like what Pope what the Pope says a lot of the time. Yeah, well, he has to correct what the Pope says. Right, right. That's not what the Pope meant. Whatever he said, <laughs> it's not what he meant. Yeah, I guess not. Correct. Clarify. Clarify that that's not it at all. Well, in this case, what we're talking about is actually uh, a Vatican ambassador the the vatican ambassador to the u.s oh yeah which you know the vatican's a country so i guess they yeah, do have an they ambassador. have ambassadors so uh this Crazy. guy uh named uh what is his name carlo he's archbishop carlo maria Vigi, vigano vigano there you go Signor vigano anyway he uh he uh talked to the um the u.s the American bishops. Ah. I think it's called the College of Bishops or something. I don't know. I'm not seeing that right now. Anyway, uh, his message was kind of interesting. In what way? It was not about... Uh, because, you know, the American American Catholic bishops right now, sort of what all you hear about from them in the news is... Obamacare mandates right. and just things that they're they're grumping about gay gay marriage and but mostly when you hear them grumping mm-hmm. it's about the it's about like the healthcare law that's going to make right. their hospitals give birth control to people and stuff awful really really terrible cuz if there's one thing those catholics like it's a lot a lot of children <laughs> we a- need more children yeah in the world anywho uh so this guy Basically said, in, he basically told all of these bishops uh, that they should not, that they should be, uh, quote, more pastoral. Oh. And okay. that they shouldn't, that, that they should not be, uh, they should be welcoming and not follow a particular ideology. Hmm. This sounds like Francis. It does sound like Francis. Sounds like Francis all over it. Suddenly this, uh, this Vatican fellow is starting to fall in line with his boss. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. So, yeah, he... Uh, He's he wants them to be he, he's saying that I mean and what's funny is that what he's saying sounds like he's just having to interpolate from what Francis is doing. Mm. But he said basically, you know, 
the fact that he's not that he's toned down the ostentation of the papacy. Is that a word? Ostentation? I don't know. The the ostentatiousness. <laughs> the fact that, you know, he's not living in the po- in the Pope's the Poipes. The Poipes quarters. <laughs> and he's you the know residence. He's he's you know, taking his Renault, his little junker around town or whatever. Yeah. He sold, he sold the motorcycle though. He so. had a motorcycle? <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, he sold like his, his yeah, he had a motorcycle and he sold it. That's like the Pope <laughs> with the motorcycle is a premise for a sitcom. Right? Like, or, I think almost a crime everything si- solving duo. I and think there's like a there's a there, sidecar. There should there's be somebody a in the sitcom sidecar. about Pope Benedict and Pope Francis. <laughs> they are the original <laughs> odd couple. They're perfect. For, so, sit, for a sitcom material. So you have Francis and Benny. <laughs> Francis and... <laughs> Benny and Frank. <laughs> but Francis has to... Or uh, Benedict has to ride in the sidecar. And he's just oh, grumpy yeah. the whole time. Oh, Grr. yeah. And he's... Yeah, he's just mad at everything. But Francis teaches him valuable lessons mm. as they go on. While they solve crime? While they solve crime. Is it crime? Or... It's mystery. Spir- spir- oh, it is mysteries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're a they, crack investigation duo. They are. They're solving <laughs> mysteries. And there's got to be a montage. About God's love. There's got to be a hallway montage where they're running from door to door with the bad guy chasing them and they're chasing the bad <laughs> it's guy. It's not Scooby Doo. It is too Scooby Doo. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> well, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for. The Pope and Pope <laughs> too. If it weren't for you meddling popes. <laughs> Popey, Popey, Pope. Where are you? <laughs> we got some work to do now. <laughs> if you ever do. I'm loving Scooby this. Do, I don't even care Popey about my story too. anymore. We have to pitch this to somebody. <laughs> Crowdsourcing. We everybody now. You need to all tweet about about. Uh, wait, what do we call Popey, it? Popey two. Pope. Mm, po- Popey do. The the. Pope. Pope and two. Pope. Wait, wait, wait. It's got to be the, the Popey boys. The Hardy Popes. The the, the, the Hardy Popes. The uh, um the Nancy Pope mysteries. <laughs> um, we need a hashtag for this. <laughs> we need this to become a real thing. The Nancy boys. <laughs> Although that's actually a thing. I don't think that's, that's already work. a thing. That's already a thing. Yeah, it is. And I think it's a crime solving thing. I just <laughs> too gay. I, when I was saying it, I didn't even realize <laughs> it until I heard it. But it's a thing. Yeah, it's okay. already a thing. All right. Well, somehow we're gonna come up with it. Maybe you. Maybe we'll crowdsource the title. Yeah. We're gonna. We're. We've decided we need to use you guys a lot more. We need to crowdsource more stuff. <laughs> It's working out well in certain ways. Oh yeah. So we need we need more of your participation. In ways, we should actually shout out. We should. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have a a, a new uh, social media director. Yeah. That's what we'll call her, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Mackenzie's yeah. helping us out every week. Yeah, That's she's awesome. She every just, week, every day. She just volunteers. Out of the blue. Yeah. She's great. Yep. So, if you guys want to volunteer to do something, <laughs> come up with what you can do. Yeah, and pitch oh, yeah, it to yeah. us. I'll tell you what. Because we that's need. what she did. I'll tell you what we decided we, didn't we like... need. We need to put it now. If we're talking about it, we might as well put out the call. If anybody knows anything about like PR, <laughs> press release type stuff, we could use your help. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't yeah, know anything about that, that and uh, we don't. The, what What you hear right now is what we do. 
This is this, this is, is it. it. This is well. It I mean, just so happened that our relationship, our friendship, uh, made sense to put mics in front of. Right. That well, because it. because we do, we, you know, we 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 we've already been researching these these <laughs> yeah. things. Like <laughs> this is a common interest. We're both media guys. Yeah. So there so, you go. But anyways, anyway, so the Pope fighting fighting crime, solving mysteries, <laughs> demasking. So wait a second. There's still a story here, right? That we didn't get to. Oh, who the hell cares? <laughs> really? It's not that great. Well, a just story. tell us what it was. Well, no, it was just. Uh, I did tell you what it was. It was just this. Uh, this Vatican representative sort of. That's telling... it. That, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm, I I'm... I just think that that's a big deal that they're not I'm to follow we... a particular ideology. I'm really glad we ran with that. Wow. <laughs> Frank didn't like my story. Everybody. <laughs> doesn't matter we came up with the most brilliant sitcom <laughs> idea hey comedy central where no, are it's you a, it's clearly a cartoon it's clearly animated it's the only way you can pull it really off yeah yeah you don't want what, what was that horrible one about george bush that comedy central uh, um, did for a minute um um but but um my um bushy something about bushy yeah, yeah. I can't right now. I can't. Oh, was that the cartoon? There, they did a live action one, and they did a cartoon one that was like little kid. Yeah, yeah. That's my bush. Was um, the Matt Stone and Trey Parker one? Right. It was was live action. That was actually it. Set. It was set up like the classic sitcom setup. Right. You know, the living room. And they had like a a laugh track, and they had a laugh track, and they had a a neighbor who would just show up. Right. Right. That's that's true. And so it was like it was. They were making fun. Actually, what it was a wonderful parody of just the sitcom. For sure. More than it was. I mean, funny characters, but that's what sold it. Was Hey, it Joe, was... you want to come over and have a, a barbecue? <laughs> we should probably do that. Just I'm going to have a summit with the G8, and then uh, you should come over and have some, some wieners. Yeah. That'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah, then that's what it was. Oh, I don't ever get to do my George W. impression anymore. Well, he's, he's not relevant. I know. All right. Anyway, what do you got? Um, well, I uh, I'm going to go to Texas, Texas, and I'm going to stay in Texas actually for a minute. But good. Then I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in George W. Then we're going to talk about Texas. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, uh, Doug Phillips, I think his name has come up on the show before. Maybe he's um, he's this male dominion guy, right? Uh, um, like the Bible teaches. Yeah, exactly. He's he's all about sort of biblical marriage and basically biblical anything. Yeah, to be honest, like if if it ain't biblical, he really doesn't want to do it or whatever. Um, as long as it falls in line with what he's interested in. Yeah, being a conservative douche. <laughs> right. um, so, um, anyways, he uh, he had to resign from his ministry no. after um, being involved in an extramarital relationship. <gasps> oh, no. It's really, really, that really sad. That never, ever happened. I know. Oh. Uh, he obviously let down his eight children and his <laughs> wife, Baal. Only eight? <laughs> I know. He's kind of a... He's friends with the Duggars. He, I'm, uh, apparently, one or the other. Like, either she's barren or he's <laughs> clearly <laughs> impotent or Shoot, something. Shooting only 60%. Yeah. On those. On, yeah. Because <laughs> he... His friends have 19 and no, counting. Yeah, I know. Uh, and he's know. only got eight? Yeah, he's way behind. Um, Pussy. Well, That's... clearly he's been distracted. Oh, yeah, an right. extramarital relationship. Yeah, um, that's what's been doing it. According to, uh, well, here's a quote. I engaged in a lengthy, inappropriate relationship with a woman 
while we did not know each other in a biblical sense, <laughs> it was nevertheless inappropriately romantic and affectionate. What I want to know is, oh. is the biblical, knowing someone in a biblical sense, is that just straight intercourse? Is it... So, or like, did he like eat her out or something? I mean, like, I like what, where was the cheating here <laughs> right. if there wasn't some sex? I mean, I guess it, there's emotional cheating. There's sure. that for sure. Sure. I, I, but, I just love that we need to develop a biblical code for first base, second base, third base, and home. <laughs> we totally need a biblical uh, code. No is all no the way. Is all the way. No is clearly home base. Home base. Home. So yeah. maybe, maybe it's like third base is your Song of Solomon. I'm trying to come up with a biblical thing. Have you read Song of Solomon? It's all sexy. Um, he didn't sing to her in the biblical sense. He didn't sing to her in the biblical sense. <laughs> you know, your second base. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or she didn't sing to him. Right. In the biblical sense. <laughs> we could just come up with anything. And if you just say, if you use the phrase, in the biblical sense, it just... <laughs> Well, the name of his uh, ministry is the Vision Forum Ministries. Was the Vision Forum. It was. I'm sorry. But there is also a for-profit business that is associated with the ministry that he has kept. That's the Vision Forum Incorporated. Oh. He did not uh, turn over his ownership of this for-profit organization that contracts with the nonprofit. Um, right. In of the in the amount of uh, it was somewhere like one hundred and ninety some odd thousand dollars last year that was paid from the ministry to the for profit <laughs> organization, um, and uh, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, that apparently is not. Oh yeah, it was one hundred ninety three thousand one hundred seventy six dollars that um, that's, that's that was paid. That was almost two hundred thousand dollars paid by the nonprofit for labor and services. Hmm. Um, and you apparently th- that's not uncommon. A lot of these ministries will have a for-profit business that's associated sure. with them. Although you'd um, think they'd want to funnel everything through the nonprofit because they don't have to pay taxes on that. Yeah, but nonprofits are funny with like how you can use the funds, right? True. Like Although, Once you can get the funds out of the nonprofit, then you can pay people exorbitant amounts of money and it's not public knowledge right right like if you Although, can just sh- it's not pu- if it's a if it's a ministry it's not public knowledge well, that's, anyway that's true that is true but i'm sure they have their reasons they've got they they've got they've had lawyers that, who've worked this out yeah, i'm yeah, sure exactly. um and uh yeah he says for profits are often used for unrelated this is not this is the article saying this right. for profits are often used for unrelated business income that would not jeopardize the tax exempt status of a nonprofit, but it can cause perception issues. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I perceive that you're probably using this money for boats and yeah, what have you. Um, but I loved the vision forums about page. Oh really? Oh, this is amazing. Um, I'm skipping a couple of paragraphs into it. It says, while the family is under attack from every side today, God's sufficient word provides clear direction and hope to rebuild the family. And it is our goal at Vision Forum to promote courageous fatherhood, noble motherhood, (laughs) virtuous boyhood and girlhood through vision casting discipleship tools. Vision casting? I know. That teach, equip, and inspire. Are they talking about, what are they talking about? Like TV shows? Like broadcasting? Well, no, I don't think so. Because vision casting, I think, is... sounded like it was like... Like, what do you call it when when hippies think that they're sending their their 
consciousness out into the universe soul uh, casting or yeah it's like it's like know. it's like i don't remember what they call it contra casting i don't know that it's got the casting but that's what it sounds but like. um anyways um yeah and it, but these people are all this is one of those groups that's like the man is the leader of the household and the right. woman is subservient and she runs the house Right and oh no, there was a line. She's in like this she's that I like the read. secretary of the home, well and maid. Um, yes. Where was the line? I want to read this thing. I think it's in the second paragraph. Um, it was something about whether you are a um, home teaching mother or a. Ah, oh, that's too bad. I don't know where it's at. Oh well. Um. Uh, yeah, too bad. <laughs> because it really seriously was was a funny line. It was about like like the sort of expansive role for the husband. Right. And then it was like, or maybe you're a home te- homeschooling mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what you want. Yeah. That's, obviously. That's all the woman is supposed to do is be in the home, teach the kids. And while that's a lot of work, it's, it's not like a, it's a just, ton of work. Like, oh, that's just what she does. It's just she shouldn't have to do that no that's not what well now her life is going to be about according to her i don't think that you're 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 thinking through this because frankly thinking the women should be uh they should know their place they do need to know their place and this society man we are losing track of that women are feeling fulfilled in their lives (laughs) they're well why can't they feel fulfillment from being a mother right well and if you ask these guys that's the only thing that will make them feel truly fulfilled. Right. Oh, clearly. Real feminine fulfillment comes only from motherhood and from shutting up when yeah. a man's talking. And these men are, they're real men. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They, they run men. their family. They go and they make enough money. They make these livings that can support eight kids. Mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. Support eight kids. Yeah. Or support 20 kids so you have to have a tv show because how the hell else are you going to be able to well, you wouldn't support be able them. to no. i mean there there are certain people there are some i mean some people make enough money that they could handle that right but you'd have to make a lot of money a lot of money just to live like a basic meager existence yeah with 20 kids yeah it's not i mean there's probably some sort of like you know what, what what's what's that economic you know, economies of scale, mm. you know, um, there's probably economies of scale with a lot of kids. Sure. You know, feeding one mouth or feeding, well, feeding 10 or feeding 12. Or f- yeah. Or 15. Yeah. It gets, it gets to At the point where, point. yeah. I mean, when you can start buying in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. When you can start, I mean, when you, when your family needs an assembly line. Right. And you make that work. And let's face it, this is, they're not buying a 20 you know, bedroom home. Right. Well, also they probably don't have all of them at home anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, some of them are left now. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so from there, I'm going to take us to San Diego, California. Beautiful San Diego. And as you know, San Diego is a hotbed of crazy conservative Christian activity. Is it? Not really, but I didn't here's know that. No, it's San not. Diego. It's not at all. But here's an interesting thing. Uh-huh. They have a creationist museum in San Diego. They've got they've got 
all sorts of stuff in San Diego. Yes, indeed. Lots They've got of, a lovely zoo. Lots of museums. Zoo, right? That Balboa Park Balboa is Park. awesome. Chock full of stuff. The Spruce Goose used to be in. No, it wasn't in San Diego. Where was the Spruce Goose? I think it was in Southern California. It was in somewhere. Southern California somewhere. But the, yeah, San Diego. They've always had a lot of amenities. Lots They've of got things a lot of stuff go going do. on. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, so this museum, the Museum of Creation and Earth. Mm. So Creation yeah. and Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds what really about good. Earth creation. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know how that happened. All Blink. you have to do is read the read the Bible. It's in there twice. He folded his arms and nodded his head real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he uh yes. Uh so I mean, and this is one of those museums. It's so obvious. It's one of those museums where they've got the dinosaur bones and everything's like and then they've got images of dinosaurs playing with humans and Oh, All of tossing humans about. Oh, sure. You know, people riding. You're, you know, you you find your safer dinos, right? And you just ride them around. Well, it's clearly fun. some would be dangerous. Some of them are dangerous. Some right? of them are very dangerous. But you know what? A horse can kick you in the head and kill you. That's true. So, and you know, frankly, like I mean, we do coexist on this planet with you know very dangerous animals as well. Right. Right. There are you know lions that would gladly eat you. Sure. Yeah, bears, bears would, would just tear oh, you apart. Yeah. A shark. Yeah. So I mean, I can imagine living, you know, with velociraptors out in. You know, oh sure. Out in the, the the mountains. Right. The fact that they that that couldn't possibly have occurred is not. I mean, you know, if geological record is to be believed. <laughs> anyway, so there's this museum. It's one of those awful things, and uh, it was sadly rejected. Um, it was it it I had applied to be uh to to uh be a member of the San Diego Museum Council oh. and uh, and they they rejected their application on what grounds well you'd think it was a, it would be about the fact that it's purporting to be a science museum that is running contrary to all known science okay but that's not what it's about apparently <laughs> apparently their membership was was rejected uh because of things like their animal care and the protocol and care of their exhibits and storage. <laughs> That's convenient. It works. I guess, they I don't guess. have to reject them. Also, they had a staff for the stickier, more ideological grounds. Right. There were there apparently there were a lot of areas that were not in line with membership. They have a staff member on their board of directors, and apparently that's not good governance. Oh. Bad. It sounds like they were just coming up with a lot of excuses, yeah, to not let this crap museum into their into uh, their club. Oh, uh, just sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, honestly, why couldn't they just say, "Um, you're lying to everybody"? Yeah. Of course, now the uh, the 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 people at the museum are crying foul and saying that it is uh, anti-Christian bias. Mm. It's bigotry, which. Who can say? Yeah. But it's um, the, the 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 problem I see is that they could clean up their act, yeah, and then be eligible. Well, that's what he says. The that's what they say that, they're going to do. Yeah. the uh, The museum's director, um, Tom Cantor, uh, he or he's or the president of the museum, says, uh, "quote I'm afraid we are being opposed for nothing more than the old prejudice against God." Yeah, that's a 
that people old. are clearly prejudiced against God. Right, right. <laughs> the vast majority of people are clearly prejudiced against God. Right, because if you, because you and I, even though we don't believe in Him, we're prejudiced against Him. <laughs> Here's this is great. The comparison that he makes with uh, uh, his museums fight uh-huh. for for respect. Uh, the comparison here's the comparison he makes. You ready for this? What? It's like we're in Selma, Alabama, in the 1950s, and I want to have a museum on Black Americans. Do you think I'll be accepted by the Council of Museums in Selma, Alabama? Wow, that's where he <laughs> decides to go. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, it's just like that. It it's exactly like that. He's fighting. Yeah. You know, the only difference would be that instead of the majority of Americans being against you, the majority of Americans are kind of with you. <laughs> that would be the big difference. And also the the I'm I'm sure a museum in Selma, Alabama, the angle that it would have had on African Americans. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, would that not would have that would I, not he have, probably would not have had any problem. No. Getting it, uh <laughs> But it would have been an unpleasant experience. Yeah. Oh my god. I just love, I love the idea that he's so put upon. Oh, he's so fucking put upon. God, I bet I you know what? I bet that council's run by Hitler, too. <laughs> those are Nazis on that council. <laughs> probably. Probably those uh those those, those god prejudiced that, Nazis. That Hitler running that Nazi council won't has all this prejudice against yeah. God. I think this we need prejudice to go I need god. next time I'm in San Diego, I'm definitely going to this thing. I think it's in a strip mall. Is it a good one? Is it one of the good ones? Or is it just like that thing that we saw down in Dallas? I'm thinking that it's better than the Dallas one. This mm. one looks better. This one looks legit. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. And that but they but they all dis- end up disappointing us. But I think I've yeah. heard of this one. I think I've heard that it's it's pretty good. I have a feeling that one in Kentucky or wherever it is would not disappoint. No, that one would be good. <laughs> that one would be good. We'll have to get there at yeah. some point. Anyway. At some point. All right. Well, like I said, I'm staying in Texas. Um, uh, this one was actually... Uh, well, okay. Anyways. Um, the headline, Motivational Speaker at Richardson School Criticized for Gender Stereotyping. And uh turns out that the guy uh, is a religious motivational speaker and he was brought in by the school district to speak at the high school at at the public high school at the public high school and um the uh i guess one of the interesting things is uh well let's just kind of talk about what he talks about Mm. he he actually he and uh doug phillips would get along just fine (laughs) yeah as far as like their ideas of like the roles of men and women right in christian good christian families right masculinity is and femininity yeah if you're a boy then be a be a a boy and if you're a man if you're a girl be a woman be a good girl yeah yeah and here's how and uh and so anyways so it caused quite the ruckus um i guess they announced it to this to the school yeah uh, to the to the students that it was going to be happening the day prior and a lot of the kids went home and looked the guy up on the internet mm-hmm. and so they were oh that's the that's a mistake right there yeah that's they mentioned the mis- his name <laughs> yeah you don't tell them who it's we're just got, who's having got. a motivational speaker tomorrow Mo- we're gonna motivate you you guys <laughs> you'll be you'll feel so motivated by this guy and his message uh, so they look him up and they were just like they were ready 
and I guess they were tweeting about it and whatnot. There was a hashtag. The guy's name is um, Lookaloo. Lookadoo. Lookadoo. Justin Lookadoo. Which is not a real person's name, is it? Lookadoo. Is that a real name? I think Lookadoo might be... Lookadoo. Lookadoo. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I can imagine worse names. But the hashtag that they came up with is so good. Hashtagged all their tweets about him with Lookadoosh. Look, a douche. <laughs> well, why did they object? What did he say? Well, he said thing. He totally uh, generalized. Obviously, the sexes, and mm. um, he has these dateable rules, right? He, he was saying to the boys, "You need to be dateable," and I have dateable rules. And the girls, you know, you need to be dateable, and blah blah blah, and um, saying things like, you know, telling the that, that all men are honest, or that men should be honest, chivalrous, wild, and adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the girls are should be myst- mysterious and confident and let the men lead. Um, <laughs> of course they should. So, of course, this caused afterward uh, quite a hubbub with some parents. Um, well, it was more than just that. I mean, it was like girls should be... It was basically like shut up and and listen and well, stuff, here, wasn't here, it? Okay, I have his ten rules. Oh, his good. dateable rules for girls. Oh yeah, um, this will be good. One and everyone, we need you to pay attention and take this stuff to heart. This is good stuff because you know we're looking out for you. We right. want you to be dateable, right, ladies, lady listeners, ladies. Okay, get dateable. Here you go. One, accept your girliness. Yeah. You're a girl. Be proud of all that that means. You're soft. You're gentle. You're a woman. Don't try to be a guy. Guys like you because you are different from them. So let your girliness roar. Yes. Soar. Soar. Not oh, roar. yeah. Let it soar. Don't, soar. don't Don't be a woman. Hear me roar. No. Be a girl and let it soar. Yeah. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah. We, that's a good little rhyme we can have. <laughs> uh, two, uh, tell it like it is. Dateable girls don't lie to themselves they don't say stuff like his girlfriend just isn't good for, to him that's why he's going that that's why he's seeing me on the side or <laughs> she started it so i'm going to get even <laughs> the dateable girl lets god run the world and tells herself the truth that all she can control is herself and she doesn't <laughs> imagine things to be more than they are okay whatever three sex the sexiest thing on a girl Ooh. is happiness. Boobs. Oh, oh, it's ha- her happiness. Oh, actually, that's that's kind of that's kind of good. Okay, I like that. Girls, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give him a pass on that one. Girls try so hard to add beauty and sexuality to themselves with clothes and makeup, but the truth is, it's your spirit that makes you hot. So don't wear clothes and makeup. <laughs> your outfit, your outlook on life, your happiness factor. Dateable girls aren't downers. They love life. Oh, yeah. Don't be a downer. That's just good don't advice ha- for anybody. Don't have feelings. Just be happy. Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. I mean, it's patronizing and kind yeah. of weird. But anyways. Uh, it's kind of the Mormon the, thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Mormon women are very, very much expected to be happy. Always All happy. Mormons are happy. Yeah. yeah. But Mormon men can be grumpy. They're there's there's be... more space for it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, four, gor- girls don't fight girls ever. Oh. Revenge belongs to God says more okay about, oh, sure yes yeah, you uh, can skip the, the dateable girls know that when they fight other girls they look stupid and catty <laughs> that's good uh five believe in your beauty mm. okay 
Six, be mysterious. Yeah, because that's so important. Dateable girls know how to shut up. Oh, that's mystery. Oh, that's being mysterious. That's creating an air of mystery. They don't monopolize the conversation. (laughs) They don't tell everyone everything about themselves. They save some for later. Oh, God. Just, Just, ladies. Shut up. Just shut the hell up. We really, we really don't care. What the hell are you talking about? We just want to look at your happiness. There's a man. Okay. There's a man talking here. <laughs> Will you shut up, please? All right. Uh, seven. Act confident. Eight. Look him in the eye. Oh. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine. Let him lead. Yeah. God made guys as leaders. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I've had so many good male bosses. Oh yeah. Uh, dateable girls get that and let him do guy things. Get a door. Open a ketchup bottle. <laughs> oh, let him do all of those things. <laughs> you don't need to open stuff. And ten, need him. Dateable girls know that guys need to be needed. A dateable man or a dateable girl isn't uh, misindependent. <laughs> don't learn how to change a tire, yeah. for the love of God. Uh, yeah. And uh, apparently most of the hour-long talk was aimed at the girls with this kind of drivel. Of course. And uh, and it was about relationships. Because, you know, boys will be boys. And when he talked to the boys, it was all about achievement. <laughs> girls, be dateable. Be dateable, girls. Guys, go out and do something. Go out and make something of yourselves. Go be a man. Will you? Go do something. Be a success. Yeah. Your job is to succeed. So, yeah. Her job is to give you a blowy when you're done. Yeah. So when they were done, a couple, a bunch of kids went down to ask him uh, to talk to him. A lot of them were there to, like, take pictures or shake his hand, whatever. But it's, it, this is reporting that most of them wanted to tell him how much they objected to his message. Nice. And uh, so one girl said, we've all read your website. One girl <laughs> said, why do you think it's okay to generalize about a whole sex? Another asked. Um, what about gay, lesbian, or transgender kids? Several students asked. Yeah. What about students who don't fit his stereotypes? What about high school relation? What about high school relationships that do work out? Well, because he's he says this whole thing about you're not going to be dating the same people. Oh yeah, right. That can, which is yeah. I mean, the, the kids. Yeah. I love I love to hear that the kids have his number. I think that's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, all you have to do is see a picture of him to know. Oh. You don't need to take this guy's advice. This guy's. Unfortunate. You, His you hair can, is. It's like it's, it's like Guy Fieri, like married a Muppet, and this is what he, they came well, up it's with. It's like Guy. F- f- well, and they had Pinhead as a child. <laughs> no, was, Guy Fieri married Pinhead because it was all these tiny little spikes. Little like tiny, tiny, spikes. tiny spikes all over his head that are what, like two, three inches long, <laughs> and that were all like bleached. That, oh yeah, that he's, white, he's that yellow bleach, white color, bleach blonde. Ugh. He just, he, he, yeah. I think Gross. anyone can look at him and know. Oh, I don't need to take any advice from this man. But I just love that they looked him up before going. Yeah, but they were smart enough to be like, "Who is this guy?" We we're going to be. It does give you hope, doesn't it? Gives you uh-huh. a little bit of hope that they're uh, they're 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 on their game. These, yeah, these absolutely. Kids. Yep. And then of course there are dateable boy rules, but oh, who cares? Oh, we can skip those. They're what you would think. I, I do love be men, of, men of God are wild, not domesticated. Maybe we'll post his uh, dateable guys. Does, doesn't, doesn't he, didn't you say he has like a quiz? <gasps> they, they don't live by the rules of the opposite sex. 
Yeah. Oh, you're damn right I don't live by your rules, Missy. You were saying something earlier about, like, this guy had a bad experience. Oh, like, this oh, guy is... He... This guy was rejected early and often <laughs> by women. <laughs> this man... And it was clearly their problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not his. This guy had, like, <laughs> one too many girls actually, like, be themselves and re- see through his bullshit quick. Yeah. And they were just like, uh, I don't think I want to date you anymore. Well, that shouldn't be your choice. I'm the man. You do what I say. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the man. <laughs> don't. No, come back, Susan. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. All right. Well, oh. well, speaking of yes, knowing Dan? who should be dated and who shouldn't be. Okay. An, a, <laughs> I'm going to go back to Catholic bishops. It's bishop time again. What are you? What are you giggling? I just bad segue. I, I, no, I closed a tab, and the tab that was under it was a picture of the dude. <laughs> and you just, you just, just, just catching it's a, a glimpse. Particularly we'll, bad one. We'll post a picture. Need, his picture will need we'll, to be we'll posted. Make, we'll, we'll make sure that that Mackenzie posts a picture. <laughs> Thanks, Kens. I can't decide if I want to call her Kens or Mac. Well. She suggested Ken's after you asked about Mac. I know. So but, I would go with Ken's. But she said Mac was okay, too. I just want to go with the one that I like the most. What about She's, the one that she, like, are you telling she me? To, are you telling me to listen to a woman <laughs> about something? Because I was just told not to. Okay. Anywho, I'm going to move on. So the, okay. I, 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 the bishop, uh, the Catholic bishop in Springfield, Illinois, uh, has declared... That Satan is behind mm. his state's recent legalization of same-sex marriage. Wait, what? Satan is behind it. Well, they need to get, they need to root him out. Well, guess what? Okay, we got it. You he are... is on top of it. <laughs> what he says? Uh, he says so. Next Wednesday, at about the same time that Governor Pat Quinn signs the gay marriage bill into law, uh-huh. Bishop Thomas Paprocki. Okay. We'll hold an exorcism ceremony in reparation for the sin of same-sex marriage. Wow. And is it going to get rid of... Get on out of here. Is it going to get rid of gay marriage? No. No, I don't... So what is it doing? I don't understand. I don't suppose that he thinks that that will actually happen. Then I don't understand. So if there... He says... If there... Shouldn't there be an actual real-world result from, like... Exercising, you would think Satan from a process. You would like think, that? you know, we talked about this. Uh, 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 oh, probably more than a year ago, we talked about uh, an exorcism prayer that was being offered at uh, at uh, abortion clinics, mm. and they were going to exorcise the demons of abortion or whatever. Yeah. Which, and they they stopped. They were successful, which, right? Uh, right, because there are no no more abortions performed in the United States of America. Uh, it's remarkable what, they, what, it's, what exorcisms can achieve. Success. <laughs> that was the one that was like that they were doing. They were doing the prayer of Saint Somebody, and it part part of the thing had something about seize the dragon. You remember Ooh. that seize the dragon? I almost. Wow. I I was like this close. A friend of mine suggested that we made a a carpe dragon mm. like, t shirt or something. Yeah, but yeah. It, it would take too much explaining. Is what I right, finally exactly. decided. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's doing an, an exorcism to um, to uh, to get rid of it. Good. I, I, 
He should. You know what? He should. I think he should. I think think so, too. He needs to follow. He needs to do it. If that's what he feels, he needs to do it. And let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. You know, I... You know, he, he might succeed, and I'm willing to risk that. It's it's officially called, the, the, the ceremony will be officially called Prayers of Supplication and Exorcism in Reparation for the Sin of Same-Sex Marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's just trying to protect himself at this point, so that when God's <laughs> wrath comes down. He's, he's like, look, I did what I could. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. I did what I could. Yeah. These people. I don't get it. They love each other. These, I... And damned there gays. was nothing we could do once they loved each other. It was bad enough that they were being gay, just yeah. being gay. But now <laughs> they're trying to be gay and like commit to each other. It, and it wasn't bad enough. They've hated gays <laughs> always. <laughs> now they're, they've just been pushed further and further to the margin as far as like what they're allowed to do or, or, or you know, whatever right. against the gay community. Yeah. And now it's that they don't want us to marry. Indeed. And that's about it that's left. Yeah, that's all they got left. I mean, you did see the... Um, um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, even the Mormon senators in the U.S. Senate are, uh, are uh, in support of, like, you know, broad gay rights. Yeah. Not marriage, but, like, workplace. But and at, least, kind of at least workplace protections. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Um, I is it my turn? Sure. Is it my turn? Please take a turn. Well, we are once again um, approaching the the Christmas season. Mm. If you're in Venezuela, it already started. Yeah, ago, it's but, true, yeah. Uh, but here in the United States, we are uh, quickly approaching Christmas, and uh, so the discussion of the war on Christmas of well, it's it's come out once again as well oh, uh well, and so sarah palin has uh written a book oh, called uh, good tidings and great joy protecting oh. the heart of christmas oh good yes someone needs to be protecting the heart of christmas well and she is good um this book she makes sure basically what she so she you know she's upset of course like a lot of christians mm. about um, you know, uh, creches no longer being allowed on, on public land and right. that kind of stuff. You know, the, the, the stuff that you kind of, you expect and it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they had their day. Right. And when they were getting away with stuff, they shouldn't have been. Yeah. And now they're not and they're upset about it. Okay. Um, and they like people to say Merry Christmas. And I'm actually fine with it. We've <laughs> talked about this before. Well, they don't just like it. They, they get really obnoxious about it. About if somebody says happy holidays, they right. go, well, Merry Christmas. I say Merry Christmas. I had somebody, when I, were, when I worked at retail, I had somebody come up to me and say, you know, we finished our transaction. I sold her the thing that I sold her. And then she was like, and I don't say happy holidays. I say Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's less nice when you say it like that. <laughs> As opposed to just saying Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. I think she wanted me to congratulate her or like, <laughs> oh, oh, good for you. That is very brave of you, ma'am. Wow. How is that going over? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, anyways, apparently the gist of the book, if you start to 
this i'm i'm reading one review i will admit i've only read one review and to be fair to her maybe i should read the book no no i have a feeling it might be kind of fun <laughs> it might be um did she write it or was it ghost written the article doesn't go into that okay so i don't know but the gist of the book is it isn't okay so when i think about like the war on christmas mm-hmm. the way that i conceive the war on christmas is that 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 the commercialization of Christmas has taken away from the message of Christmas. Right. Right. Like, that's what I really think of. I think that's, that should, if I were a religious person, that's what I would be most concerned about is that we're focused on the wrong things. We're, mm. we're focused on the secular um, aspects of Christmas, the Santa Claus and the, you know, the rampant consumerism and blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. Right. Like, that's what I personally would imagine that I would be upset about. Sure. Okay. And there was a great film uh, that came out a few years ago called What Would Jesus Buy? Right. And it was this whole, like, this this guy is on a on a tirade against commercialism around okay. Christmas. And, it, it, and I was like, wow, yeah, okay. If this is a religious holiday, he's absolutely right. Mm. It should be about giving something from your heart, giving some, yeah. making something for someone, sure. or going out and buying a really thoughtful gift, but not five thoughtful gifts right <laughs> like that's just not necessary sure and so anyways i'm kind of rambling but apparently if you read the book it's really about keeping christmas in the commercialization of christmas <laughs> <laughs> oh like oh, the, good. it's in the mess she talks a lot about being at stores that that actually have decided to you know, say Merry Christmas. Right. Um, you know, and it's filled with apparently such wonderful um, observations or, 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 or anecdotes about her own personal life, such as the one about her family putting them on Christmas Eve. Um, they put a, um, a, uh, a menorah on the table as, <laughs> quote, as a way to acknowledge Christianity's geo- Judeo-Christian roots. Oh, good. Christianity's <laughs> Judeo Christian, Christian roots. You know, I think Christianity, <laughs> I think the most important part of Christianity's roots is their Christian part of their Christian roots. <laughs> I think, I think if you're thinking about the roots of Christianity, you really want to go Christian. Right. But the menorah is nice. Yeah. That's a nice thought. Yeah. Because I, I wonder, you know, I. I really would love to sit down and just have an hours long conversation with this woman. Just pick her brain <laughs> for hours. Just ha- just tell her you think it would go on for hours. I think I could get picking Sarah Palin's brain. I go think on for I could hours. get her. She can talk for hours. Whether it's, yes. it's you but know, is that picking her brain or <laughs> is it just getting her to ramble? I would just get her to ramble. I would love that. I'd just get her rambling on whatever thing. I would have it recorded so that I could refer back to it. Right. I would just love that. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Apparently, she makes some comments about atheism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She uh, she says uh, um, it's that that the war on Christmas is a uh, I'm sorry defense of Christmas um, is a weapon against angry atheists and <laughs> and quote liberal seculars oh oh yes um, liberal seculars <laughs> uh, and then the, the article says 
In one of the many excursions down the rabbit hole to Tea Party Stomping Ground, charitable giving at Christmas becomes evidence against evolution. Quote, I bet Charles Darwin never understood this, says Palin. If the world could be described as truly survival of the fittest, why would people collectively be stricken with a spirit of generosity in December? <laughs> I, first of all, I love the fact that we are stricken with generosity. It's an ailment that we that we as humans get. Uh when we when suddenly we are stricken oh I've come down with the generous <laughs> I have to give to people. Oh, it's terrible. The other, the other wonderful thing about that is that actually, uh, evolutionary evolutionary biologists uh, will tell you all about how human generosity is an evolutionary mandate. Mm-hmm. They'll go all into that. Oh, about yeah. uh, I mean, we're we getting are, through the winter months. If you're like. We're like a social a, species. A, we yeah. have to look out for each other or else we die as a it, species. It actually makes sense that in cold places where crops and where crops aren't growing and food's not readily available, that there would be a sense of we need to give yeah. right now. We yeah. need to take care of the less you know, the less fortunate among us. An evolutionary and, mandate to do so. Yeah, exactly. It totally makes it sense. Makes absolute sense. But but it all but also just from a social perspective, our society is used to that right now. And we like celebrations yeah. in December when it gets dark and yeah. we get depressed. Yeah. We want to have a nice, fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. there you go. That's, I think that's awesome. <laughs> she apparently, I'm, I'm just looking at an, at an Amazon uh, review, but apparently mm. she also wrote an angry atheist with a lawyer is one of the most powerful persons in America. That's good to know. Yeah, that's hmm. get some lawyers, could, people. I'm, get angry and lawyer up. Apparently, you'll apparently, be really powerful. You and I aren't very powerful because we're just not that mad. We're not. We're not <laughs> mad. I, I don't have a lawyer. I don't. I. I mean, I have. I have people that I go to if I need lawyering. Sure, but I. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have any. I'm not lawyered up in you're that way. You're not suing. I'm not suing nobody. You're not suing anybody. With I'm not. Your I'm needs not, of lawyering. I'm not currently in litigation. <laughs> But if I got mad enough, mm. I could be powerful. According to Sarah Palin. Oh, well. And she would be terrified of you. Oh, yeah. I'm scary. I'm <laughs> very I'm very scary. <laughs> I think this is tongue in cheek. There's, a, there's a, a five-star review on Amazon that calls this book the pinnacle of Western civilization. <laughs> I think there might be some snark there. <laughs> or, sadly... Maybe not. No. The, one of the quotes, why read Aristotle? Why read Sartre? Why read Shakespeare? <laughs> well, here's the answer. All of those lesser lights were preparing us for this. <laughs> Yay for snarky reviews. Uh, I love Sarah it. Palin. Just when you thought she had disappeared. And of course... I thought she had. Maybe not. Maybe people who watch Fox News have been seeing her. I don't know. Right. But like... No, <sighs> she's got to come back for Christmas. It's like Santa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. There should be. We should come up with the uh, the story of Sarah <laughs> that comes back every Christmas time. Saint to, Sarah to save Christmas once again. Every year, a new book from Saint Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> we can write some songs. <laughs> I guess one of the great things is that there's a bunch of recipes at the back of the book. 
<laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Including a recipe for the very difficult to find recipe for Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you? <laughs> no one knows how to make that. And it's not on the box. Maybe if you're a it's... chef who's <laughs> gone to, you know, <laughs> the Cordon Bleu School of Culinary Delights, maybe then you might figure it out. <laughs> We need to follow. We need to find out where she is and follow her everywhere she goes, and just have jingle bells and just jingle the bells behind her. Merry Christmas, Sarah! Just follow her Merry around. Just carol the hell out of her house. She would. She would. She would like it. She'd be like, "Oh, cool!" for like five seconds, and then we'd just be like, "Shing, shing, shing!" But never heckle. No, no, no. It's just constant. The most amazing Christmas ever. Just following her around. We're Will Ferrell in Elf. We are just. Happy as shit about Christmas. And we're just going to Christmas the hell out of her. <laughs> I'm really imagining this, and I really love it. She Eventually, she's like running and shooing us away, yeah. trying to get away Dude, from us. We're I just... mean, the problem is, is she's most likely holed up at her Alaska house. Yeah. And being outside caroling and <laughs> but harassing her would not be like... Let's do it in, in June. <laughs> We'll go up in June and Christmas we'll, just, all year, we'll Sarah. just Christmas the hell out of her. Yeah. Anyway, well, if you've got ideas of what we can do for Sarah Palin's, uh, to help Sarah Palin save Christmas, <laughs> you can send them to us. Uh, we are uh, reachable. Yes, we are. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. You can go there, like us. Yeah, we've got um, more and more likes these more days. More and more these days. Not, it's still not a ton. Yeah, we're still still nowhere near like it's a fraction of what we know our listen, listenership to be, but that's understandable. I get it. You don't necessarily want to come out on Facebook, but just know yeah. you should probably stop in sometimes because there's fun stuff happening there all the time. Yeah. Anywho, you can also write to us. That's podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. You can indeed. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to Ted Cruz's. Ted Cruz, the famous uh, American senator who is uh, real grumpy about the the, Christ- the, the the conservative stuff. He's very conservative. And Holy this- cow, he is. Look at this picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but So this is his father, Rafael Cruz, who's apparently a pastor. And we didn't know. So this is good stuff from Rafael. Now, there are other foundations that the world sets on us. Let's talk about two of them which are very interrelated. One of them is atheism. The other one is secular humanism. Let's look, for example, at the behavioral consequences of these two foundations. Well, if there is nothing, if there is no God, then we are ruled by our instincts. There is no moral absolutes, which means... We operate by situational ethics, which unfortunately is something that is being taught in every high school in America. And situational ethics basically says that right and wrong depend on the circumstances. In other words, it's a moral relativism where you make your rules as you go on. And then actually they've taken it to the level to say, it doesn't make any difference what you believe in as long as you're faithful to what you believe in. In other words, you make your own set of rules and then you live by your own set of rules. And of course, he said, they are no absolute. When it is convenient, you change the rules. <laughs> Do we know any politicians that have done that? Hitler. 
Well, we don't have to go that far, Larry. <laughs> Just go to Washington. Well, I thought I saw Just go to the White House. <laughs> so, and of course, this leads us, when they are no moral absolutes, leads us to sexual immorality, leads us to sexual abuse, leads us to perversion, and of course, no hope. No hope. We don't have any hope. We're hopeless. No, we have no hope. No hope. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, The guy I that mean, yells out, just... Hitler. Hitler! Yeah. He's like, uh, that's not where I was going. That's yeah. not where I was taking this. Don't, don't go so far. Larry. <laughs> Get it together, Larry. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, uh, I love... Atheism is so bad. And it leads you to moral relativism. Because where, how are you going to have any sense of right and wrong? Here's what I love. What I really love is the fact that he is decrying moral relativism. But I guarantee you, he's a moral relativist. Yeah. He's just, he just doesn't, re he won't recognize it. Because, yeah. you know, if I said, hey, it's me and another guy in a room and I pull out a gun and shoot him, is that okay? And he'll say no. And then I say, it's me and Hitler alone together in a room and I pull out a gun and shoot him, is that okay? Well, if he says maybe, mm. you're a moral relativist, you dickhead. I got news for you. Morals are relative. Yeah. You know, that's just that. But you can make your own rules, Dan. And I do. You make your own rules. You live by them. So it's okay. But then, and you, then you change them. When it's convenient. Yeah. And then when it's convenient, you, you change, change them back. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I've never heard of such an awful thing in my whole life. Actually, considering your own morals, your own moral compass. Yeah. Yeah, because we've never heard of, like, Christians not going with their real morals. Oh, I know. That's never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Including this guy that didn't know anybody, that didn't know that woman biblically in right, Texas. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. He, but he still had to resign. All right. Well, we've, we've, been, we've been written to, and we've been, yeah. Oh, no. We've, we've been hailed. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, so the first thing I'm going to get out of the way right away. Oh, yes. Is that we were positively bombarded mm -mm. by people uh, excoriating us for yeah. our handling of, our, of a story last week about Peter Bogosian. Yes. Or Bogosian or Bogazazian or Bogabogabog. You better to... be careful, Dan. I know. Now I'm going to get because more letters. People aren't going to like your pronunciation of his name at this point. <laughs> I'm going to get more letters. Some people just took us a little bit to task. Yeah. Some people decided that they couldn't listen to us anymore, which is unfortunate. <laughs> well, one guy for over one one story. One I mean, story. He said he'd listen to everything and loved yeah. us, and now he stopped. And, which and if, can I just if, say, if you guys are so, if you guys are sensitive enough that like a single story, you'll be with us for two years. Which, by the way, happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary, Dan. That it's, was that was today. It's today. Today's it's our today. Our two-year anniversary. November 15th. It is. Yeah. Indeed. So if you've been listening to us for two years, and uh, and one story can put you off of us forever, if you know that about yourself, you might want to, I don't know, get, toughen up. <laughs> be a man. Grow a thicker skin. Yeah. Be, be, a, man. be yeah. a man. Be a man. <laughs> it's not manly. Womanly. Well, I don't want to be offensive to no. anybody, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it bothers me that we would have strayed so far, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> that according to someone that right. that 
that they would stop listening. Well, yes. I don't I don't like that. No, I don't either. Here's the thing. Uh you guys know who we are. You know mm-hmm. what we're about. We're going we're going to piss you off at some point. And you know what? We might even get something wrong. It, what? Yep. I think you know what? that about us now. Yeah. But we'll always own up to it. Right. If somebody calls us on something. And so we have an opportunity now to to uh to rectify the situation a bit. Indeed. So next week, you Bogosianites will be happy to hear that we will have Mr. Bogosian himself on the show. On the show. So that's going to be happening next week. So uh, so hopefully, so we won't be answering any of your emails or, or missives or anything to this yeah, week. We're going to leave that, but we will. Uh, but just know that it's in the works. We're going to ha- we're going to have him on next week, and he will uh, set us straight, and then we will set him straight. <laughs> <laughs> As we would clearly do. Uh, yeah, but that's totally what we do. Right, that's yeah, who we. Anyway, are. we got some uh, some emails. Mick wrote to us from the UK. Hmm. The Uck, as I like to call it. Good. Um, he says, hey, I'm a 14-year-old gay guy from over the over the pond in England. Hi, gay guy. Hi. Uh, and he says uh, he wanted to let us know that in his school, which is only for boys, <laughs> he puts parentheses, bonus points for me. <laughs> you dirty little boy. Um, we have a massive push for, for anti-homophobic bullying. Nearly every classroom has has the some people are gay get over it poster and another one which he which he sent to us anyway i think that that's great he wanted to let us know that um because we had talked a while back about religious education in Uh english public school oh yeah yeah Uh, and he says that religious that um now in at least in his secondary school he has a religion and philosophy class so it's not just RE. It's not just religious education. It's huh. religion and philosophy class. Okay. And uh, he, uh, he says he doesn't know if it's the He doesn't think it's the same in every school, but the curriculum uh, is most likely similar. It deals with Christianity as the main religion and then asks questions like, how could the problem of evil lead to someone not believing in God, etc.? Hmm. Something along those okay. lines. Anyway, I just, you know, Mick, thanks for writing in. That's actually yeah. uh, a fascinating correction, and, and it sounds like... You know, things are moving in the right direction. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Malcolm wrote to us from Australia. He says, uh, oh, he's actually he actually wrote to us uh, from Taipei, but he's from Australia. Okay. Uh, and he says um, he, uh, he's, he loves our approach and everything. Um, he wanted to defend the, the Salvation Army a little bit. Uh, as, okay. uh, as you'll recall, last week we talked about the Salvos, as as they're called there, or yeah. Sally Ann, as it's called in Canada. Really? Oh, yeah. They call it, well, I mean, their thrift stores are called the Sally Ann. Let's oh, go okay. down to the Sally Ann. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, he said, he said, sure, like most religions or brands of Christianity, they have, have some nutty beliefs. However, they do have, uh, they they do the hard yards, which is a phrase I don't know. I'm not hmm. familiar with the phrase the hard yards. I wonder what it comes from. The hard yards. They do the hard yards. Is it a sporting reference of some kind? Could be. Don't know. Anyway, hmm. it's the Aussies and their <laughs> their things. Anyway, he says during World War II, it was the Salvos who were up close uh, up close to the front lines in Papua New Guinea on the Kokoda Trail. Trail. Trial? That says trial. Anyway, I don't. I'm not familiar with this. Uh, okay. he, but he says, after weeks of jungle warfare, my two great uncles told stories of emerging from the jungle to be greeted by a Salvation Army officer with a cup of tea, fruitcake, and a cigarette. 
hmm. and other luxuries. No one else had the guts or bravery to do this. This is why I and many other Australian families give generously to the Salvos. Hmm. So despite being an atheist and not agreeing with their views on same-sex relationships, I will continue to hand over a few dollars every time I see a Salvation Army stand at a shopping center. They, hmm. are, they are at heart decent people. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Cheers. Malcolm, P.S., he says, I can't rem recall the last time I heard of a Salvation Army officer found guilty of murdering a gay person for doctrinal reasons. And that's true. That is true. They've never done it. Yeah. But the guy said that that's their belief, that gays yeah. should be put to death. And uh, while I appreciate the fact that he's holding firm to, you know, something in the Bible, that's just not acceptable. That's not an uh, acceptable yeah. belief. Yeah. It's not okay. So... Think so, about revising that <laughs> and continue doing good in the world. Yeah. I, I, look, I have no problem with them doing good. Neither of us had any objection to the good that they do. We no. didn't say that they don't do good. Right. We just said there are other groups that do good also and that don't like yeah. preach at anybody. Yeah. And that don't, and that don't hate gays and right. stuff. So I would rather put my dollars towards someone who's doing the same kind of good. Right. But it are not hurting people also. As part of their mission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's that. Anyway, thanks for writing, Malcolm. Um, and then, uh, you know, Brian wrote to us. Uh, he, uh, he said, can you all throw out some alternative charities to the Bell Ringers? Uh, he looked on our website and there were none to be found there. That is true. Uh, <laughs> he said, have you talked about agnostics versus atheism yeah well we have talked about that so we're not going to talk about that brian but here's what i wanted to do i wanted to again crowdsource okay i wanted to put a shout out to people um in the podiverse uh -huh. is that a thing what, it, what sure. we'll call it that the podosphere the podosphere all of you potty people all, all of you listeners at home go to our Facebook page or write into us mm -hmm. uh here at the podcast and give us your favorite non-religious affiliated charity yeah i would love to come well, yeah i'd Let's, love for us to we'll have together a list a good list going yeah. i'll start us off and say that the road home here in salt lake city hmm. is a fantastic organization yeah non-religious and they just help uh homeless peoples mm -hmm. of all ages and genders yeah get them back on their feet they run a lot of uh of uh homeless beds space it, yep um, they, 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 they came out totally awkwardly, but you get what I'm saying, right? They, they have a lot of space for for homeless. It's the main one. Yeah, it's huge, and so so, so that's that's a good place to start for you, uh, Utahns. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but we want more. We want to hear about it. So we're we're sourcing it out to you guys. Send yeah. send it in. Go to the Facebook page. I'm pretty sure Mackenzie will be on the ball and put up something, a question or something. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know what? Let, let's make that our Sunday survey. Okay, we'll do that. Sunday survey this week. What's your favorite uh, non-theistic mm -hmm. charity for mm -hmm. the holiday season? Yep. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for writing in, guys. I think we've got one uh, voicemail that we wanted to play. We do. We've got one. I just want to say thank you to both Ben and Frank for the podcast that you guys put out. I used to listen to two podcasts about a year and a half ago that unfortunately aren't around anymore, the Chariots of Iron podcast and the Atheist News podcast. So I'm just glad that I found another good podcast by like-minded people that I can just sit down and laugh with. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and stay classy. 
Well, we appreciate that. Well, thank we you. Will, we'll, we're going to try to stay classy. We will try to. I don't know that I started out very classy, but I'll stay as classy <laughs> as I possibly can. Now that you are. Not, now that I'm a, I, I've achieved this level of class, I will try not to backslide. <laughs> oh, But you oh, know what? Here, here's one thing I'd like to say to our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's nice when you tell us that you like us. We actually really appreciate that. Yeah, it is nice. It's also nice when you tell other people that you like us. Yeah. If you spread the word a little bit, we certainly wouldn't mind that. You know, go yeah. on go on to the Reddits or whatever, the intertubes. Say say a nice thing about us every every here and there. Yeah, it's nice. It would be it would be lovely. Yeah. Go to the iTunes and leave a leave a you kind know, review. That would be really nice. And it's been a long time since we did a little uh, little ask for going to iTunes. Push for the so we probably have a lot of rating. new listeners that yeah that uh, may not have heard us ask for that. So something it we helps. appreciate. It, it really does. It's help. very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, do that. Um. So there you go. Yeah. So it's time to talk about the death penalty. Why don't you lead us in with your little story there, well, Frank? Well, uh, the story that got this all started was a uh, story that I found in uh, USA Today on their website um, about a killer uh, in Ohio who, and he's um, on death row, mm-hmm. um, and he was convicted for the rape and murder of his girlfriend's three-year-old daughter. Oh shit! It's a absolutely heinous crime. He's clearly a bad guy. He's a bad guy. And he's now sitting on death row waiting um, to be uh, executed, Mm. um, which was going to happen on Wednesday, this next Wednesday. Mm. Um, Or no, I'm sorry, this Wednesday, I think is when it was going to happen. This last Wednesday. I think so. It was either this last Wednesday or the next Wednesday. Anyways, it was impending, right? And I I kept hearing... um, um news about this guy about this this guy in ohio who was going to be uh tried with this new cocktail of drugs or tried uh killed right executed with a new cocktail that hadn't really been tried on on anybody before and he was trying to fight it on those grounds if i remember right right and i didn't really even read any of the stories this one however this headline got my attention because he wants to donate his organs after his execution to um, some family members, his uh, ailing mother and sister. Wow. Um, and anything else that anybody would be willing to take. Sure. And you could imagine that some people might have an objection to taking the organs. I don't know, actually. If you're like about to die, do you object to taking the organs from somebody who did something heinous and was <laughs> was just as executed? Well, if you believe in like horror films... Right. Then no, you don't want that. Right. Because you're pretty sure you're going to go and rape somebody because right. you're taking on their essence or whatever. Right, right, right. But clearly, that's but, not an actual issue. No, that's don't bullshit. Really care that's, about of them. course, not scientifically true. Right. Um, and so, and so I think it could be a really creep factor, nonetheless. Indeed, if you Although know I would about find it, it, if you know be, who it is. Yeah. I would find it to be novel. Yeah, sure. I you, would be like, guess whose liver I have. You need a, if you need a cocktail party story... <laughs> There's that one jackass at the party who's telling all of these stories and trying to top everybody. And you just wait. You just lie in wait. You just you hang out because you know uh-huh. that there's going to be this moment where you go, I have Ted Bundy's kidney. Right, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. My heart used to be a killer's. And then you walk away. And he away. was executed. And he was executed. And I got his heart. And now I have the heart of a murderer. How do you feel about that? 
I'm going to go get punch. <laughs> no, so, so I mean... So anyways, I, and that's not even where we want to linger with this story. It's well, not no, really but, about that, but like... But it's partly about that. I mean, I think it, that well, it's, it is because it's, uh, what's happened is okay. this 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 uh, plea of his, this, I want this to happen. I want right. something good to come from this. Sure. Um, caught the attention of the governor of Ohio. Yeah. And so he has delayed the execution um, until I believe it was July, July 2nd. Oh, wow. Um, so he's really put it off. And given the prison system time to figure out how to do it, because their initial reaction was no. Right. And they said that it wasn't uh, going to be possible. Because the last thing that's coursing through his veins is like horrible, horrible poison. Right. And so I think what I was gathering, and I hope this sounds awful, but I think there was an idea to harvest what they could before he was killed. What? Also, like, get out a kidney. Exactly. Get out a, a chunk of liver. Exactly. Yeah. All of the things that you can get out. Right. That that he doesn't need right now. Right. But it doesn't and then solve. Go but, and I mean, that's him. great. But it doesn't solve the larger issue, which is that these guys should be donating. You know, we should be taking their stuff for people that need it. It should be an option that they can opt into. Yeah. I don't think it should be at all obligatory. Well, no. I mean, we I don't make it, it obligatory for anybody. But, right. I mean... You know, this is a good, uh, at very least, it is one small way in which they could, you know, pay back society a little bit. Yeah. Their death doesn't pay anybody back. Right. You know, their their incarceration costs us money. Right. Why they're not put they're in not the... rep, they're, There's no reparation here. Instead of but an... if they start, like, actually giving life to other fellow human yeah. beings, that's a little bit of reparation. Turn the execution chamber into an operating room. Yeah. And, and, and let's... Put them under... Take out everything, inject him with the the thing, or just take out everything. You well, take out a man's heart, he's gonna be <laughs> dead, and that's the form of execution. Sure, death by organ harvesting. Harvesting. Sure, <laughs> take everything. He'll be dead by the end. I promise. I don't know that that's where I thought we were gonna wind <laughs> up with this, Dan. Well, I didn't either. <laughs> well, first of all. Let's back up and talk about the death penalty. Well, the death penalty is probably We've been talking about a very specific scenario here and where it sort of leads. But, you know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm positive that I know what your opinion on the death penalty is. But, like, Are I don't you? think we've ever really talked about it. What, what do you think my opinion is? I think is? you're against the death penalty. I am not sure. Really? Yeah. Okay. Really? I, 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 have, I have really, I've gone back and forth on it. The thing is, I'm against how we deal with criminals in general, like on on a large scale. I don't know that I don't know that incarceration. I mean, it certainly doesn't work in terms of for the, getting there, people to stop being criminals. Well, yes, that's true. But there are certain people who may just need to be locked up and there separated are. and segregated from society from so- because right. they are unsafe and they are potentially dangerous. Indeed. I that, that I that, I that, don't disagree with, but those people are are insane. Those people are not just bad, pe- you know, people who commit crimes. Right. Those people are insane. Yeah. And so help. that and that yeah. needs that that needs to be dealt with differently. Right. I don't know. I mean, I I find the whole thing problematic at best. Hmm. The whole. I mean, right now in the United States of America, we lock up more people per capita than any other country in the world, except China. No. Really? We, we, we are, beat China. We beat China. Okay. Well. And I, th- you know, we- what about North Korea? 
we lock up more people than anybody else in the world. Does but per okay. capita. Okay. But do they count their labor camps? <laughs> do, they, do they count their whole country? Do they, yeah, do they? <laughs> because let's face it, they're all locked up. North <laughs> North Korea is a giant prison, yeah. so nor, we won't count that. <laughs> but the rest of the world, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, this is my struggle. So where do you fall on on capital punishment? I am against it. Yeah, I I I, I just don't think that. I I don't think that. You know, I I get the desire to like to to snuff the person out, right? You know, to just be like they've done something heinous, and therefore, I mean, and what this guy did mm-hmm. is about as bad as it gets. It is. I mean, I mean but again, no, I I it's to the point it where it involved a child, it involved rape, and it involved murder, and I think which those three to me puts together, him in the category of insane. You cannot be a, a a sane human and perform those acts. Well, and you might be right about that, but or maybe you can. I don't know. But nonetheless, I, I get this. Um, He's as bad as it gets. Yeah, the, the 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 impulse that people have and the belief that people have that the the solution here is to just take him off the the earth. Right. Just, boom, he's no longer here. You have lost just your living kill him, privileges. Get rid of him, and yeah, and revoke his his right to life. Right. I guess. I think that's a pretty fundamental thing. Yeah. And I think it's a little crazy that the state's allowed to take anybody's life. I think you're probably right on that point. I think, you know, here's the thing. There there are also major problems with innocent lives being taken, with people on death row who are later proved to be innocent. Yeah. I and I think that that's a big moral issue. I think it's something, uh, yeah. And I think, I think that we, I think that how we think about it is really sort of, much more important than what what yeah. we actually come to is less important to me than how we think about it. Yeah. It's things like, for instance, the way to prove to your, to to the way that one of the ways that I prove that we as Americans think about this in a disingenuous way is when we talk about the death penalty, like the carry the 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 carrying out of the sentence, mm. the actual killing of these people. Yeah, because. You know, people talk about how it can't be cruel and unusual punishment. It can't be, you know, cruelty-free is, is how we have to do it. We have to make it as, as painless and mm. quick as possible. Yeah. But it, but what we won't do is let that be in the in the mind of the person that we're actually doing it to. It's we Because it used to be that most states that had capital punishment had multiple options for how you could be how you oh, yeah. for how you could be killed uh-huh. uh including um firing squad which they still do in Utah. Utah still has that on the books. I don't think they do it anymore. There I think was, they try there, to avoid it. There was one uh the one that uh Doug Fabrizio did a whole thing on the okay. one that was like 2 or 3 years ago. Okay. So so firing squad the most common one now is of course the lethal injection. Uh-huh. But then there was the electric chair uh-huh. You know, of course, there used to be hangings and all of this stuff. And to my mind, the honest exploration of this is if we're really working against cruelty, if that's what we care about, mm-hmm. then the cruelty, then the cruelest thing is to not let the person choose, mm. is to is to choose it for them. Because honestly, to my mind, I would rather be shot by a firing squad yeah. than given an injection or a series of injections. Yeah. That's just me. I I don't claim that anyone else would prefer that. I I mean my ideal like if I'm to be executed, to be perfectly honest, the ideal for me would be beheading. Well, yeah. The first thing that happens is that your brain is severed from your spinal cord. You cannot possibly feel pain. To me that sounds great. A right. guillotine sounds 
perfect for yeah. me. Yeah. But unfortunately, these people, these guys are subjected not to their own view of what's cruel, but to the societal view of what's cruel. So most states have eliminated every other possibility but lethal injection. Yeah. And that's become problematic because the drug companies won't let them use their drugs. Which yeah. is why this guy's getting this new cocktail. Yeah. Because the drug companies don't want their drugs associated with killing people. So they're now... So, they <laughs> so, want, so what is it? Is it there's one company that makes it? There's one company that makes the one that everybody was using. Okay. So there were, so the way it works is that there are three drugs that are administered. Right. And, and in t- con- conjunction with each other, they well, kill you. Well, there's, is that what it is? No. It's three... There's only one drug that kills you. Oh. But the first, the first drug puts you to sleep. Okay. Knocks you out. Okay. The second drug makes you, is a muscle relaxant, an, an extreme muscle relaxant that makes it impossible for you to move. What about breathe? You can't move. I, I think it probably stops your breathing too. Okay. Um, and then the third one is what, the one that kills you. Okay. Well, here's the problem with that. Because of that second one. What the second one does is ensure that that person cannot register any pain that they're feeling. Right. Doesn't mean they can't feel pain. And we have no way of knowing if they're actually feeling pain in those final moments. The third drug takes they about... They can't register pain. Right. Versus they can't feel pain. They can't show that they're feeling pain because okay. their muscles can't move. Right. So they're so even if their brain is feel you know even if their brain is like sending out signals to scream sending out signals to squirm sending out signals to like do whatever but they're supposedly asleep theoretically okay but the thing the th- this is the problem is that like basically what 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 this series of drugs tells us mm-hmm. is that the people don't want to know what's really going on mm. they want to feel good about themselves while this person is being killed isn't that strange? Because like my my perception of like a hanging back in the olden mm-hmm. days was that it was like a town event. It was. You would show up. You would see the execution. Everyone would see would... this person hang right. in the town square. Yep. So I... what's changed? Like why do we? Well, why must it? Like it, I mean, like, here's the thing. There's there's actually something honest in that because at least society was facing it. Right. Exactly. This, this person needs to be, and maybe it was a spectacle, which is sick. It was a little sick, and they, you know, they would come out but and they would celebrate they there, and they would throw things at the person sometimes or yeah. whatever. But at least everyone bore witness. Yeah, everyone was faced with it, that reality. It was a true mark on society, right? right. Like, like a society that, it, that truly accepted it, yeah. also truly bore it, right? And that's not what we're doing now, right? And we're other- not truly accepting it because we're not bearing it. And I think that the other lesson to be learned from the fact that it's that it used to be public is that it was meant to be a very visceral deterrent. Mm. If you commit the same crime as this man, right. I want you to look at directly directly at what happens to him. This yeah. is not theoretical. This is not you know, this is not a concept. This is a man dying for this. Yeah. I you know, I I question whether most of the punishments that we have on our law books are actual deterrents. I think, in large part, the the a lot of the uh, a lot of the the well, liter- literature has said that it doesn't uh, that a lot of our laws don't deter at all. In particular, like with um, gang issues, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of the I know this um, 
from where I used to work, a lot of the gang members often see it as a mark of um, um, a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. Sure. It's something to go that, to jail. To go to jail. It's something that actually is not seen as an ultimate negative. I mean, one of the right. It may what, be that a, a tattoo that um, I didn't see this because I don't didn't work with that population. But one of the tattoos that was reported back was um, a kid that had a prison bound tattooed. Uh, that's nice. And that yeah, isn't that, isn't that's that really cute. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think that that's these are the interesting things surrounding this. I think if we look at what really is happening, what we're saying to ourselves and what we're saying about ourselves by this act, I don't think it paints a very good picture. No. Of who we are as a as a society. Not at all. And that's not even getting into the morality of whether or not we should be executing our most heinous criminals. That's just how we're doing it right. is saying a lot about who we are and yeah. why we're doing it. So that's yeah. where I stand. I mean, at very least, if we're going to be doing it and they want to give up their organs, hell yeah, we need to do that. Well, I think the governor's response was absolutely right. He said something along the lines of um, um, Ronald Phillips, that's the guy on, in, on death row, mm-hmm. committed a heinous crime for which he will face the death penalty. I realize this is a bunch, or this is a bit of uncharted territory for Ohio, but if another life can be saved by his willingness to donate his organs and tissues, then we should allow for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, you and I have had the experience of sitting together, actually, Uh in a hospital room, Uh hoping that a liver will come in. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Hoping that the next helicopter we hear, you know, we don't want anyone else to have died but mm-hmm. if that person dies maybe that helicopter sound has a liver on board yeah and our friend died because it that liver never showed up right why are we turning away any healthy organs yeah especially from someone who really does owe society something someone who has done something so heinous to our society that he owes us yeah. why are we not taking that it's insane I don't know. It's it's a weird conundrum because it's it's something that's being it's a question that that has to be asked right. in a society where something that's already bad and something that's already wrong, something that we already don't agree with, right, is happening. Yeah. Right. The first thing <laughs> is yeah. that I wish there that he wasn't even in the position. Right. Right. But then we have to deal with this moral issue of, well, if that's legal, then where do we stand on this other on this, thing? On this other thing. Yeah, and, I th- and I think that I, I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet. I'm just surprised this is I'm the first I've thought of it. Too. And he says it's uncharted territory for – the governor says it's uncharted ter- territory for Ohio. Um, but I'm sure some other state has had to deal with this. Right. And why? Honestly, kill him another way. Just check his driver's license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When, when you're yeah. executing somebody, did they check the box? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, another way, the guillotine would be really clean. I love, this. I love, I mean, everybody, the reason that they don't, that the guillotine was outlawed in France and is outlawed everywhere is because it's, it's, it, I mean, it's a horrific thought. Yeah. But you're, you're killing a guy. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, is one way of killing better than another? Why well, can't? I, I think we, that was everything that you were bringing up. Yeah. There is. 
I mean, that that's the yeah, yeah. crux of the, of the right. first question, well, and, which is... And the way of killing that's better is the one that, A, the person is most okay with, and mm-hmm. B, leaves his organs. Right. Well, and that also has the added benefit of perhaps being the most humane way you could do it. True. I think so. I think beheading is great. No, that oh. hopefully isn't the sentence. <laughs> Beheading's awesome. <laughs> I think... As far it, as a way to kill somebody, as perhaps. As, as far as a way to kill somebody. If, if, if you have to take a, a stance on that issue. Yeah. But go ahead and quote me. So go ahead and, and put, <laughs> beheading is great by Dan. <laughs> I think beheading well, you is... you definitely want the cleaned up, um, the, 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 you want the guillotine on its first use. <laughs> <laughs> Not the guillotine when you've been standing in line oh, yeah. and it's starting to get gummed up. No, no, no. Because they, there they... were instances of them having to like basically just hack people's heads right, off. Right, And you definitely don't want a sword or any or an axe or anything like that. No. You don't want human error to be able to be a, a factor. Yeah. You want not. a nice, good guillotine. And frankly, you know, the way we do it here in the U.S., it's not like they're lining up anyway. So, you know, you do a, it's going to happen one a day. Oh, yeah. No, There's no, no. plenty of time to clean that thing if out. If it's in Texas, it's one a day. Right. Everywhere else, it's like once a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Utah, it was seriously like two years ago that we executed someone. Right, right. So, and then it's usually not even that often. Right. But, um, yeah, no, obviously you would create something totally state-of-the-art. I mean, yeah. my God, it could be like based on a lagoon ride or something. <laughs> like it, a, a, it could an be, amusement park ride. It could be lasers. Yeah. Who knows You're on a roller coaster car. <laughs> and there's, oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! And there's just this blade. Wee! <laughs> And you're, oh, he didn't keep his arms and legs in either. Oh, his arms. We took the arms off with the head. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> but it would be a fun last 90 seconds. Absolutely. We we could also go the Monty Python route. Do you remember the in The Meaning of Life, how the guy got to choose his own method of execution, and suddenly you see him running around a corner, being chased off a cliff by topless women? <laughs> Oh, goodness. These are good ideas. Well, if you have any ideas of how you would prefer <laughs> to be executed, you can send them in. <laughs> we'll, we'll read them. Um, our email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Right, or you can go to the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Atheist. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Well, all right, Dan. All right. Well, happy happy anniversary. Happy two years, Dan. Two years of us just jabbering on nuts. So uh, (laughs) it's good to talk to y'all. We'll 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 have Bogosian on next week. So tune in for that, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye bye.